Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. This is your brother Hussein Kamani. If you enjoyed listening to our podcast, please donate to Qalam by visiting supportqalam.com. We love being able to share this content for free, and your donation ensures we are always able to do so. Each podcast we produce has thousands of listeners, so the opportunity for gaining immense reward by supporting our efforts is endless. You never know who will be able to benefit from your donation. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept, and jazakumullahu khairan. Assalamu alaikum. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillahi wa kafa. Wa salamun ala ibadihi alladhi nastafa. Khususan ala sayyidi rusuli wa khatami al-anbiya. Wa ala alihi al-askiya. Wa ashabihi al-atqiya. Amma ba'd. In our previous class, we discussed Musa alayhi salam meeting and speaking with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We talked about the first revelation and the greatness of that moment. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's command to Sayyidina Musa alayhi salam was to go and now confront Fir'aun. One of the things that we must always keep in our mind is that the prophets of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, all of them, they were all emotional human beings. When I say emotional, I don't want you to think that they had no control over their emotions. Rather, I want you to appreciate and understand that they experienced emotion. This is a very important element and aspect of reading and studying their lives. This will help you understand the sacrifices they made and what they were going through. One of the things my sheikh used to say to me, always, he used to say to me, Hussein, if you wish to benefit from the seerah of the Prophet ﷺ, learn to place your hand on the pulse of the Prophet of Allah while reading it. Feel his heartbeat. Feel his fear. Feel his joy. Feel the rage of the Prophet ﷺ. These are all very important so that way you can understand what he was really going through. So tomorrow when you're going through your emotional roller coaster up and down, you can remind yourself of the Prophets that went through that too and kind of remind you of how these prophets dealt with what they did. How did they focus? Now, Sayyidina Musa alayhi salam is going to visit and meet, he's going to visit his family, and then after that he's heading to the court of Fir'aun. This is nothing small, this is actually very, very big. Considering that he had a love-hate relationship with Pharaoh, considering all of the oppression that Fir'aun did upon his people, and the natural rage that caused within the Banu Israel community. And now Musa salam was going to stand in front of this man. And he wasn't just going there to apologize or wasn't going there to become friends and buddy-buddy with this person. He's going there to challenge him with revelation and signs given to him by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Imagine how nervous a person feels when they're giving their first public lecture then I want you to think the first public lecture you're given, that you're giving today, will be one that will be remembered by mankind until the end of times. And seated in the crowd is one of the top killers of the world, as we'll study ahead. Jibreel said regarding Fir'aun, there's never been a man that walked on this earth who I hated more than him. Out of all the human beings that walked on this earth, there was no one that I disliked more than Fir'aun, because of his actions and the way he carried himself. You know, Conor McGregor is nothing 
Forget that arrogance. This is a whole different level of arrogance. This man, he was so full of himself that he would say things like, أَنَا رَبُّكُمُ الْأَعْلَى I am your highest Lord. So, this is the person that Musa salam is standing in front of. Then, in addition to that, we also know that Musa salam had a speech impediment. All of these things put together, it couldn't have made Musa salam feel too comfortable being in front of Fir'aun and speaking the truth. Yet, Musa salam knew that what he was doing, he was doing it for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And even though all of the odds were against him, if Fir'aun didn't like this conversation, things can go south very quickly. Because who controls the armies? Who controls the jails? Whose palace is this? It's all Fir'aun's. There is very little going in the favor of Musa. However, what Musa salam has in his favor is his tawakkul on Allah. His reliance on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that, that reliance on Allah must have been so great, it must have been so powerful that he was willing to put his life on the line knowing that Allah would come through. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala always comes through for his, for his own, for his beloved ones, for those who trust him. As Allah azza wa jal says in the Quran, وَمَنْ يَتَوَكَّلْ عَلَى اللَّهِ فَهُوَ حَسْبُ Whoever relies on Allah, Allah will suffice them, Allah will take care of them. And it's with this courage that Musa alayhi salam and his brother Harun enter into the court of Pharaoh. And Fir'aun sees these two and says, what are these two doing here? And they're standing next to one another. And Fir'aun says to them, Qala, they engage in a discussion, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala captures part of their discussions in the Quran, different places in the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala captures different elements of their discussion. In Surah Taha, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us that Fir'aun, when he saw them two, the two in front of them, he asked, he asked them, what's the issue? They said, we invite you to our Lord. He said, فَمَن رَبُّكُمَا يَا مُوسَى who is the Lord of both of you? Harun and Musa. Oh Musa, who is your Lord? So Musa salam begins to introduce Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He does it so intelligently and so passionately. He says, That our Lord is the one who gave each thing its structure, its form, its khalq, its shell. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave everything its creation. And then he guided it to its purpose. So Fir'aun said, فَمَا بَارُ الْقُرُونِ الْأُولَىٰ What about the nations that came before? Because this is a common thing, that if you ever want to make someone look guilty, you ask them what their opinion is regarding other individuals who they should have criticism towards, but the community holds them with great sympathy and honor. Do you guys, what do you say about the founding forefathers? Now, everyone naturally should have sympathy for people who've died, and in particular if they made sacrifices for society, for the nation, for the people. Now if you say something critical towards them, what will happen? The community turns against you. And this was the same tactic that the people of Makkah Mukarramah used against Nabiuna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa our beloved Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa Okay then, so tell me, what do you think about this person? What do you think about that person? So tell me, what is your thought about my mother then? And you're like, oh gosh, they just got, this just got really dark. So this is what they did with Sayyidina Musa alayhi salam. Fir'aun said, فَمَا بَعْلُ الْقُرُونِ الْأُولَىٰ Then why don't you tell me about the former generations? Musa alayhi salam's response is very beautiful. He doesn't praise them, doesn't blame them. قَالَ عِلْمُهَا عِنْدَ رَبِّي فِي كِتَابٍ لَا يَظِلُّ رَبِّي وَلَا يَنْسَىٰ Their knowledge 
their information, their reality. My Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has it all in a book. My Lord does not err. Neither does he forget. And then he continues on. My Allah is the one who created the earth flat, spread out. And put within this earth pathways. And he sent down from the sky rain. And the rain produced categories and different pairs of, uh, of plants. Different plants. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us now you can eat from it. Eat from these plants that Allah has given you. And also let your animals graze on these pastures. Indeed in that there are signs for people of intellect. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then says in the Quran as Musa alayhi salam continues to introduce. He says, مِنْهَا خَلَقْنَاكُمْ وَفِيهَا نُعِيدُكُمْ وَمِنْهَا نُخْرِجُكُمْ تَارَةً أُخْرَى That from this soil we created you. And to this soil you will return. And from this soil you will be resurrected again. This is a very powerful verse because in the middle of this conversation, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala drops this to remind Fir'aun, stay in your place. Stay in your lane. Don't forget, that from this soil that you walk on so arrogantly, you were created. And in this soil you will return. There is nowhere else you can go. And it's from this soil you will be resurrected again, and then you have to come and answer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah Azza wa Jalla will ask you regarding your transgressions, what you've done right, what you've done wrong. There's a riwayah the Prophet tells us that when the son of Adam, when the human being disobeys Allah, the earth says, Ya Allah, how dare this human being, this insignificant human being, disobey you? I mean, think about it. In the grand scheme of things, what kind of mass and presence does the insan really have in front of Allah? Think of the stars, the earth, the moon, everything around us. What presence does the, does the, does the human being even have? Look how tiny we are. We're sitting here looking at the stars. Do you think the stars can even see us? Do you think the sun even has any knowledge of our existence? We're lost, kind of like ants. When we walk past them, the ants can see us. Oh, here comes Suleiman and his army. And they all go running. That's us. Do you think the storm even notices us? Do you think these, the rest of the creation of Allah even knows who we are? And yet they never claim to be Allah. And here the insan, this insignificant insan is so arrogant that it makes claims and it disobeys Al-Wahid Al-Qahar, the one Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the earth says, Ya Allah, give me permission, I will swallow him. The, uh, the sky says, Ya Allah, give me permission, I will strike him with a bolt of lightning. The water says, Ya Allah, give me permission, I will drown him. Every, all of Allah's creation says, Ya Allah, how dare this person disobey you? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then says, Is he your creation or mine? And they say, Ya Allah, he is your creation. So then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Then leave him, for he may turn back to me. And when he comes back, I'll be here waiting for him. If he does one tawbah, I will accept his tawbah. This is the love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has for his creation. Yet, the warning is here. مِنْهَا خَلَقْنَاكُمْ وَفِيهَا نُعِيدُكُمْ وَمِنْهَا نُخْرِجُكُمْ تَارَةً أُخْرَى Think a million times before you overstep your bound. Because for every transgression, there is accountability with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلَقَدْ أَرَيْنَاهُ آيَاتِنَا كُلَّهَا 
We showed him all of our signs. Fir'aun was intelligent. He wasn't foolish. If you look at the way he engages with Musa salam, the magicians and the people, if you focus on Fir'aun's uh, arguments, they actually have some sense to them. Maybe some of them we'll discuss in, in, in our class today. Uh, however, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, We showed him all of our signs, فَكَذَّبَ وَأَبَى He rejected them, he denied and he refused. And then he said, أَجِئْتَنَا لِتُخْرِجَنَا مِنْ أَرْضِنَا بِسِحْرِكَ يَا مُوسَى Fir'aun thought this was a power trip, just like all of the other people of the past. Every time Nubuwa came to them, they thought these anbiya came to steal their authority. They were threatened immediately. Because they understood that the positions they were in weren't earned positions. They were only maintaining some sort of dominance because of fear, because of wealth. Otherwise, if people were given the chance to choose, they would leave these oppressors in a blink of an eye. Therefore, they were threatened that maybe this is a rebellion. Maybe these people are trying to steal from us. So he said to Musa alayhi Do you wish to take us out? Min ardihu? Min ardina? From our land. Bisihrika ya Musa. With your magic, O Musa. Similarly, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in another place of the Quran, talking about this conversation that Musa alayhi salam stood in front of Fir'aun and he said to him, An arusil ma'ana bani Israel. That you will send Banu Israel with us. They've remained under your rule and your oppression for too long. Hundreds have been killed, no more. An arsil ma'ana bani Israel, that you will send Banu Israel with us. Fir'aun then says, Alam nurabbika fina walida walabitha fina min umarika sinin. Then aren't you the Musa who we favored when you were young? You lived years with us, we nurtured you. He's kind of pulling in that favor card that you're talking to the one who fed you? And this is how you speak, you demand? And you did what you did uh, while you were being ungrateful? You killed one of our people? So Musa salam, subhanAllah, look at this. The mistake he made, he admits it. He doesn't run around it. I did do it. But at that time, I was misguided. That was a mistake of mine. You know, what was the mistake of Musa salam? It wasn't hitting him. I told you guys that before when we were there. The mistake of Musa salam was not investigating the issue further. That was where Musa salam felt he could have put more effort into it. So I ran away because I feared the consequences wouldn't match the crime. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then gave me wisdom. Wisdom generally in the meaning comes in the meaning of the Nubuwa. When the word hikmah comes in the Quran, it generally comes in the meaning of wisdom. So he granted me wisdom and made me from the messengers. Then Fir'aun says, قَالَ فِرْعَوْنُ وَمَا رَبُّ الْعَالَمِينَ And Fir'aun said, and what is this Lord that you believe in? He's kind of mocking Musa Lord in the language. He didn't say, مَرْ رَبُّ الْعَالَمِينَ What did he say? مَا رَبُّ الْعَالَمِينَ And for anyone who understands a little bit of uh, Arabic grammar, the difference between ma and man is that they both mean the one who. That which. But man comes for any living being and ma comes for that which is not living. Do you guys understand? So if I was referring to a pen, I would say ma. 
Do you guys understand? Because a pen is not living. And if I were referring to um, a human being, Adil here, I would say man. Do you understand? You would use the, which word? Man. When he refers to Musa alayhi salam's Lord, he doesn't say man. He kind of mocks Musa alayhi salam's Lord by saying, Ma Rabbul Alameen. And, you know, what is this Lord of yours? Or the word ma here can be for istifham. Which means what? And in this case, ma and man don't apply because there's no mosul here. It's just a question. And tell me, what is this Lord of yours? What is this Lord of yours? Musa alayhi salam begins to respond and he says, Rabbu samawati wal ardi wa ma baynahuma in kuntum muqineen. The Lord of the skies and the earth and whatever is between them, in kuntum muqineen, if you are believers, if you trust. Qala li man hawlahu ala tastami'oon. Fir'aun, when he heard this, he started turning to his advisors because that's what people do. In order to see if the other opinion is strong, they start looking at how it impacts the people around them. So how are they retaliating to this man's words? He turned to the people around him and said, Are you listening to what Musa is saying? And Musa didn't stop like a train. No matter how many barriers Fir'aun tried to put up, no matter how much he tried to interject, Musa kept going with his da'wah. He said, My Allah is your Lord and the Lord of your forefathers. Fir'aun jumped in again and said, This messenger, that person, this man who claims to be a messenger to have been sent to you, he is Majnoon, he's crazy. This was a similar claim made to, about the Prophet. Majnoon. Musa salam continued, My Lord is the Lord of the East and the West, and whatever is in between them. So in the previous one, Rabbul Samawati wal Ard, up and down, Rabbul Mashriqi wal Maghrib, east and west. So all directions, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created them all, and He's aware of everything that happens in Kuntum Ta'qilun. Only if you understand, you'll be able to, only if you reflect, if you use this brain of yours, you'll be able to connect with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So then, Fir'aun, when he hears this strong argument of Musa alayhi salam, he then resorts to violence, just like the kuffar did with the Prophet And what was the violence that he threatened? لَإِنِ اتَّخَذْتَ إِلَهًا غَيْرِي لَأَجْعَلَنَّكَ مِنَ الْمَسْجُونِينَ That if you choose a god other than me, you will be imprisoned. Dictator. He's dictating creed. That this will be your creed, otherwise you're going to prison. So Musa salam. When he's threatened, he isn't afraid. He challenges him back. What if I come to you with clear proof? Now Fir'aun can't say, I won't accept the clear proof because he's in the presence of people who he's been saying he's God in front of so long. So Fir'aun says, Bring it forth if you are truthful. So Musa immediately, he puts, he throws down his staff, and all of a sudden it is a, a manifest, a clear thuban, serpent, snake. There's this massive snake. And he pulls out his hand. His hand is glowing, it's white for those that can see. When Fir'aun sees this, he has to come up with a response. And one thing you know about Fir'aun is that he was very good with giving 
responses. He knew how to really tangle people in. Some people just know how to debate. They're good arguers. You put them in a tough situation, they, they, they get out. They squeeze out. They wiggle out. So right when Musa salam has Fir'aun in checkmate because he's shown in the miracles, what does Fir'aun say right away? He says, this is magic. What an insult to a miracle. Musa salam is presented to him, which is very clearly a sign of him being truthful. A, mag- a magician rarely calls towards something greater than them through their magic. They're usually calling towards himself. And here Musa salam isn't calling towards himself. He's calling towards Allah and he's presenting very clear proof. Now, this um, Fir'aun immediately says that this person is a magician. The people around him, they say, his mala, his group, his, his, his cabinet, his group of people that surrounded him that he took advice from, they said to him that, well, there's only one way to find out if it's magic or not. What do we do? And they collectively said, let's set a, a challenge. It'll be Musa salam versus the best magicians we have. So what happened? Fir'aun sent his people. وَأَرْسَلَ فِرْعَوْنَ فِي الْمَدَائِنِ حَاشِرِينَ Fir'aun sent his people to go into the different villages and different cities and gather the greatest magicians they had. And the magicians were compiled, they were gathered. And the day was set. يَوْمُ zina. What time was it? أَنْ يُحْشَرَ النَّاسُ ضُحَى It'll be in the morning time and it'll be on يَوْمُ zina. يَوْمُ zina was the day of the challenge. Again, I want you to feel Musa alayhi salam's uh, emotions. Imagine what he's going through. Musa alayhi salam just faced Pharaoh with his private cabinet. Now he has to face Pharaoh in front of the whole of Egypt. And it's like there's a stadium full of people getting ready for Yawmuz Zina. What is Yawmuz Zina? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions this word, Yawmuz Zina. Yawmuz Zina literally means the day of beauty. What does it literally mean? The day of beauty. However, the Mufassirun have differed in interpreting what this means. فَقِيلَ هُوَ يَوْمُ عِيدٍ كَانَ لَهُمْ يَتَزَيَّنُونَ وَيَجْتَمِعُونَ فِيهِ Some scholars have said Yawm zina was actually their Eid day, their day of celebration. And it was called Yawm zina because on Eid, what do people do? They get all dressed up. They dress all fancy shamansi, they look all nice. That's why it was called Yawm zina قَالَهُ قَتَادَ وَالسُدِّي This is the opinion of Qatada and Suddi. وَقَالَ ibn Abbas. Was Sa'id ibn Jubair. Ibn Abbas and Sa'id ibn Jubair say, Kana Yomu Ashura. It was the tenth of Muharram that this uh, that this challenge took place. Waqala Sa'id ibn Musayyib. Sa'id ibn Musayyib Rahmatullahi alayhi said, Yomu Sukin Kana lahum yatazayyanuna fiha. It was a day of trading. People would come and they would have these big markets that would come, kind of like a bazaar. You know when people go to these bazaars, these conventions, they get all excited and so many people come because all the market is getting together and people are coming to display products from all over the world. So that was the big day. Well, um, this is also an opinion from Qatada. Qatada has two opinions. This is the second opinion. وَقَالَ الضَّحَاقِ The Haq says, يَوْمُ Sabt. It was actually a Saturday. وَقِيلَ يَوْمُ Nairuz. Some scholars, they say it was New Year's. يَوْمُ Nairuz. It was a New Year's day that this challenge was set on. The magicians gathered from all over the land. They gathered and gathered. فَتَوَلَّى فِرْعَوْنَ فَجَمَعَ كَيْدَهُمْ Fir'aun, he gathered his trap. 
And who were these people? Who was his trap? The magicians were his trap. He gathered them all together. Al-Muradu Jam'u Sahara. Jama'a means he gathered his magicians. How many magicians were there? Ibn Abbas radiallahu anh says, كَانُوا إِثْنَيْنِ وَسَبْعِينَ سَاحِرًا There were 72 magicians. This is the lowest number by the way. The lowest number is how many? 72 magicians. مَعَ كُلِّ سَاحِرٍ مِنْهُمْ حِبَالٌ وَعِسُيٌّ And for every magician, there were their, they had their ropes and they had their sticks that they brought with them to, to, to do their magic against Musa salam. Since Musa salam threw his staff in front of Fir'aun, Fir'aun introduced them to the type of quote-unquote magic of Musa. Therefore they brought something comparative, something comparable. وَقِيلَ كَانُوا أَرْبَعَمِئَةٍ Some scholars say there were 400 magicians that came. وَقِيلَ كَانُوا إِثْنَيْ عَشْرَ أَلْفًا There were 12,000 magicians that came. وَقِيلَ أَرْبَعَةُ عَشْرًا عَشْرَ أَلْفًا There were 14,000 magicians that came. وَقَالَ إِبْنُ الْمُنْكَدِرِ مُحَمَدُ الْمُنْكَدِرِ رَحِمَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى says كَانُوا ثَمَانِينَ أَلْفًا there were 80,000 magicians that came. So this was a very large group of people. They all came in front of Musa salam for the challenge. When they gathered together, these people, they came with one intention. And what was their intention? We want a paycheck. They said to uh, Fir'aun that, Will there be a good paycheck for us at the end of this job? And Fir'aun said, إِنَّكُمْ مِنَ الْمُقَرَّبِينَ That I will bring you very close to me once you beat Fir'aun, once you beat Musa. And once you defeat him, my treasures will be yours, you will have what you want. Don't worry about it. These people did not have any ill intent against Musa salam or anything. They just wanted to win and get their money and go back home. Imam al-Razi rahmatullahi alayhi in his tafsir he writes, that the magicians, they said to Fir'aun that we need to study this Musa. We need to have eyes on him. So we can get an idea of what kind of magic he performs, which region of the world he's learned his magic in. So they started keeping eyes on Musa Then they said to Fir'aun that we need to see him while he's sleeping. So they came to check up on Musa when he was sleeping one day, and they saw that while he was sleeping, his staff, his asa, was protecting and guarding him. Imam Fakhruddin al-Razi then writes, these magicians came back to Fir'aun and they said, this man's not a magician because magic has no impact 